What's up? Hello. <laughs> I'm going to be British for most of this call today. Excellent. It'll make you sound like more trustworthy and smarter. Nice. But I will do a Tom Holland uh, accent, which is a American accent. So it'll be the same. So where did we leave off before we were so rudely interrupted last week? I know, right? Um, these families. <laughs> families, am I right? Um, Anybody? Family? I can't live with them. Can't put them in a wood chipper. That's, it's frowned upon. Um, so we talked about the uh, human crisis speech by Camus. Yes. We got pretty highbrow, not going to lie. Mm. And then we kind of were got to a spot where we we're like, okay, well, if... Um, institutional religion is is all bashed apart and its shoes fell off because it fell down the stairs then (laughs) (laughs) then what could possibly replace it and i think it was like in a world where there's no truth no Mm -hmm. morals uh postmodern world one man tries to come up no it can't just be one man it has to be everybody has an agreed sense of identity and right and uh yeah so what could be used to replace that Right. <laughs> right. It's the opposite of every Hollywood trailer ever. Mm. Uh, which, by the way, um, we were joking about that around our house. And then the other day we just were like, hey, Lamageddon looks like a pretty silly movie. Let's put the trailer on for that. And it totally starts off with one man in a world. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> so check out the Lama. Lamageddon. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, I think the the background for it was was something along the lines of like, you know, you have the symptom of this human crisis where there's, um, you know, you can clearly see that you don't want Hitler to march into France in the early 1940s and, and impose Hitler's will on the French people. But is that just because you don't want to trade one power for another or is it because there's something that you are fighting for that's more good mm. as an end? Um, and then the other kind of really big piece was if you're... Um, uh, you know, what is the, if you, if you ever land on an end, like an end to your, you know, your means of resisting Hitler's invasion, or if you have a revolution in North America and try and free yourself from English rule and, you know, you, you decide on an end, uh, state that is better than your current state, what will ever stop you from rationalizing any of your bad actions in service of that end, yeah. which was to me, to me, the most compelling item and it speaks to a need to not have an abstract ideal in mind for your end but rather some kind of a more practical way of decentralizing and organizing and which i think depends on shared identity and some common shared something shared that can organize because how else do you organize if you're not you know it's very easy. We're, we're for freedom. We're for liberty. We're for a pursuit of happiness. Like these are things that help us to wrap our heads around it. But if I have to kill, you know, a bunch of people or, you know, sign them up for clinical trials for in Tuskegee, for example, for the greater good, then I end up doing some pretty horrible things. Mm. So, yeah. The answer is obviously crypto. <laughs> Could, I was hoping you'd say blockchain. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Decent yeah, because then you... DAOs. NFTs will do it. <laughs> yeah, I, there's something. God. So it's like, how do you have a mission that everybody can get behind that's not so abstract that it can be interpreted in your in in every individual's most uh, own selfish way or self-centered way or not even maliciously, but just like like misinterpreted 
or twisted even, you know, so how do you, how do you keep it high level and worthy, you know, the, what was, what was Bush's Bush first Bush was like the shining city on the hill or something. And a thousand points of light, a thousand points of light. How could I forget? Um, I think Reagan might've been the city on the hill or whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter, but it's like, but those are there. The thousand point, the city on the hill is actually very visual. It's, it's a metaphor, but it's not abstract. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you can say those two things at the same time, but it's, it's not like liberty for all. That's super abstract. Right. Right. So if you have something, you know, or you have like a big, a big mission, like um, the one everybody always talks about is like Kennedy saying, you know, by the end of the decade, we want to have Americans on the moon. It's like so tangible. That's like commander's intent, mission statement. You figure it out. I don't know how to do it. Nobody knows how to do it, but we're going to pull together, do it. And yeah. Whatever the whatever the motivations were there, that's a different story, I suppose. But I, I'm just trying to come up with like an example of something that's tangible, but also super high level, like super um, ambitious, I guess. Not high level. It's like ambitious enough to have, you know, it's a big dream. It's like, you know, what's the, you know, small dreams don't stir the hearts of men or something. It's like have no small dreams. You have to have big dreams or people are just bored by it. Like whatever, big deal. You know, right. It's not. So it needs to be something big. Um then it, yeah. there's also a thread here though about resistance versus leadership so you there's all these resist movements now and have always, have always been and you could call the american revolution a resistance more than a leadership thing at least at first and the you know the french example that you gave the germans invading france it's like you know and and tr the resist thing against trump and or the that sort of that whole thread of the republican party and it's like okay like but okay resist and then what like Go, you're not it's not like go back to normal like thing happened and now things are different so it's like the resistance it neither needs to be followed up with or just completely um replaced by a leadership move because i don't resistance is different than leadership it's like resist is like we don't want that but there's there's rarely any kind of leadership around what we do want instead other than things the way they were or these people to stop shooting at us or you know whatever it is so it feels like a combination of it feels like whatever the solution is and obviously you know obviously i don't know what the solution is like what's going to replace the church or what's going to what's going to give people a shared sense of purpose like if a freaking global pandemic can't if we can't gang up on that you know i don't think if aliens invaded we would end up on both two sides of a fence it feels like right now you know like aliens come down and like a bunch of people want to be friends with them or be slaves of them or just give in. And then a bunch of people are like, no, we got to fight, you know, like a, like a Michael. And Bain other people movie. are, we got to fight, but we really want to be enslaved by them, but we just can't ever be conscious of that fact. <laughs> we don't want to offend them. So it's like, if you can't, if you can't like team up against a virus, which is just the most unsympathetic organism that you can imagine, like nobody, nobody's got a, a bleeding heart for the virus, but it's just an excuse to fight with each other about other stuff. And maybe that's just the United States, maybe other countries, you know, it was better. It was different all over the world, but, but it doesn't make me, uh, it doesn't make me super optimistic that it, like that there's, it seems like that would have been a perfect solution. <laughs> it would have been a perfect, um, shared enemy. If you were going to, if we were going to, if that was going to be something that folks could rally around and have like a, that would have been like a resist thing. Maybe it, it was definitely, there's no, definitely but still it's, it's like the meteors, the meteor is going to land on the planet and like, you know, just. Yeah, he, the meteor is coming, you know, and then we don't, don't look up. Do, yeah, exactly. So 
I, I think you're right. People could have fairly assumed that, you know, 20 years ago, that would have united people. COVID would have united people. Right. And maybe it would have 20 years ago. Yeah, they you might know? have, you know. But it's still, it's not, that's still a resistance. That's not a, it's not that people wouldn't band together or like in the ideal circumstances, people would band together and get something done. But there's this sort of like, um, the major difference between, between, this sort of obvious thing to defeat. Here's this thing that's causing us, that's minimizing our freedom, you know, in, in all of the ways that you can minimize someone's freedom. And and so let's stop it and get back to being the way we were, pretty much. But then there's a totally different thing, which I feel like needs to be the thing, it, or a characteristic of the thing that, that would be a solution to what we're talking about, would be some kind of leadership, which I'm sort of reluctant to say would be a person. It can't be a, you know, maybe there's a Gandhi type that, that, that really crystallizes a moment and is able to create a shared sense of humanity and, and shared values in a way that's tangible. And I think that's what Camus was going for in this was like, I think part of what he was aiming at was there, there's gotta be something that goes to a lower common denominator that will, that can't get caught up in um, identities and uh, that can't get caught up in an us and them. Which again, maybe a pie in the sky kind of an idea, but right. just to run with it for a second, like the Dems or the Republicans have a name, and you know all kinds of horrible things can be done in the name of those aims, and they also have wildly inconsistent, internally inconsistent abstractions to pursue um, that don't even aren't coherent enough to inspire many people in the first place. Mm. But if one of the things that came up in the speech that we didn't talk about is when he gets to like the what, well, what should we do? And some of it isn't super clear to me, but some of it gets to what you just said, which is like, um, how can you have a conversation that extends across borders, um, which implies like this, the challenge of, you know, and the us and them that develops when you start doing horrible things. Cause he's saying like, you can't, you, you can't, walk up to an individual and and kill them without having been indoctrinated in an abstract pursuit unless you're just a sociopath and you just would be yeah, happy understood. to just go and kill somebody yeah, yeah. like you need to dehumanize the person or you need to hold aloft like some goal that this is in service of or whatever mm -hmm. um so there's like this sense that and, and i think that's maybe where we went on the religion side because that's something that you know, is able, was able to, or, and still is able to transcend borders. You know, you've got, you know, religions that blanket the globe across all, all the countries and where that's falling out, falling apart right now because of internal inconsistencies and abstractions that they don't pursue or that it cross purposes. Like, you know, we, we like innocence, we like, um, you know, absolution from sin, but we also like diddling children. So we, we, we have never reconciled these two things. And so it's causing people to fall away from us, um, just as a silly example. But mm. um, but I think it does come back to, like, you, you could imagine either a League of Nations kind of political scenario that holds a basic um, rights of humanity that all the nations are subject to, which is seems really Pollyannish and naive to me because you'll always resolve down to who's the most powerful nation yeah. and yeah. what are they aiming for. Um, but the, the religion one is kind of compelling because if you could get people to, you know, have some kind of a shared sense of humanity, mm -hmm. um, 
that would be respected in the face of these various, uh, ab, you know, us and them pursuits that, that could be interesting. Like, and, and still like where, where, where would you have like, you know, a war cropping up where then you have a group of conscientious objectors or the church opposing, or, you know, it, let's review, it's not been successful in stopping war, mm. you know, to date. And mm. in many instances, it's been the cause of cause. war. So, right. um, it's, it's not like we've got this solution on the shelf that we can just pull off, pull, pull off at all. I wonder if there's anything. Okay. So it kind of, this is silly, but just for a point of conversation, I wonder if there's a way to leverage the massive connectivity, you know, something like 4 billion people are online now, something like that out of seven ish. And, and if there was some, it doesn't, it can't be a person. It needs to be an event or a moment or an action or something almost like something that triggers it, but a discussion or an agreement around like, it's almost like, can we all agree? Yes. You can't even, can we all agree that we don't want our kids to die before us? Like, can we just agree on that? Right. Like, can we find anything that everyone can agree on? I, I almost started off by saying that killing someone is bad. And, and I was like, no, that that's not it, because plenty of people don't think it's bad. Well, under didn't certain you say last time we didn't you say last time we talked that there was like there was some sense of basic human rights, like and and I I do think there are some charters of what basic human rights. I don't think that they universally govern behavior, but wouldn't that be something to start with? Where I mean, you've got Geneva Conventions, you've got you know, these international codes of conduct for various compartmentalized scenarios. Right. But mm -hmm. is there something to build on there? You know, like maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a, a ton of thought and and expertise went into and just knowledge of people went into whatever, you know, all the work that I'm sure was. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure a lot of work was done by a lot of people who have access to information that would be relevant and bring in a lot of different perspectives, global perspectives. And if they could agree on something, that's probably a good starting place. Yeah, that it seems like a good starting place. But it's like it is it is it's almost comically embarrassingly difficult to think of something that I could just blurt out that any human being would be like, yeah, yeah, we all we found something. We found it. We all agree that this, you know, uh, there's probably a couple of things that everyone agrees on. It's like, yeah, this is good or this is bad or this is something in all circumstances is to be avoided um and it's and use that as like a starting point for like okay what are some of the other things you know like what are some of the other things that that i don't know 80 percent of people alive agree on you know and i feel like on the one even as i say this though i feel like it it just it would devolve into like but what about in the case of rape or murder or what if it was your mother or your kid or you know and just exceptions 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 um, but it feels like, it feels like, I mean, isn't this what, isn't this why, isn't the fact that some of the big religions are, have been around and so enduring that they got some of this right? Like that some of the core tenets, never mind the church, but the actual philosophy of the religion, they like got, got something right and it became so persuasive or inarguable that people were like yeah that's how i want to live my life here's a frame i don't have a, you're not born with a framework to live your life this is a good one i feel like i don't have a framework and that gives me a sense of lack of control or direction i want a sense of control and direction um 
and this is a good framework, so I'm going to work with this one, whether it's like, you know, Judaism or Stoicism or whatever. Islam, well, I think I at know. the core of any of that, you said towards the end of the call last week, which I would love to be able to just read back what you said, because it was awesome. And I, I think it's along those lines of like the golden rule and a, a couple of other things that are really hard to argue with. And I would say like if step one is is like being vulnerable and saying the thing that you would want to have that, you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Like what, whatever your things are, like you immediately feel like you are vulnerable and open to like criticism for being uh, naive or simplistic. But what's ironic about it is like, I see it playing out in very, in very terrible way to not have that stuff. So like those four stories that were included in his speech, right? The, mm. Which was essentially the juxtaposition of what it would mean to be in all practical, raw, present moment, non-abstract terms. I'm a human, you're a human, mm. you're suffering before me. Chances are really good I'm not in favor of you suffering before me. But because of all of these things that I've been by degrees led away from my own humanity by mm -hmm. degrees led away from your hum own human dignity mm -hmm. and all of these naive Pollyannish things like the golden rule, I'm led away from those things by leaders and by culture to like believe in the necessity of me ripping your ear apart. Mm. So you tell the truth, but the truth is underneath it all, there's a basic humanity that's been perverted and th it's just worse that like when you would try and look at those kind of basic um, tenets of goodness, they are they would be mocked and ridiculed as being childish, uh, when in fact they are maybe the thing that we need to be using to govern our behavior, rather than this self-serving, abstract future state pursuit where I get to rip your ear off one moment and then gently console you the next and act like I'm still a good person, um, or whatever example it was. I can walk mm. into a room and see that you're being tortured and just turn the turn away or you know to put it you know very realistically now i can be driving down the highway and see a car overturned and just drive and keep driving because i've got shit to do you know and there's yeah. nobody there yeah. you know or they probably have a cell phone yeah if it's not jammed down you know up their ass at that point <laughs> from the car accident you know so it's you know it's like yeah and then you, then when you play out the, not to just, I feel like I'm going on too much, but like yeah. if you play out that personal obligation, that's not abstract, it's not past and future. I'm right here with you. Yeah. You need help or I need help or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to play that out because, you know, I can give food to someone on the corner as I'm driving through an intersection. But if I see an article about, you know, a tsunami in Southeastern Asia with tens of thousands of people displaced, all I can do is feel like shit. Yeah. There's not a true option there. Like, even if you wanted to fly there and help, you probably couldn't. So you know? forget about that last part that I said. But the first part I'm saying is like, if we, it, I think you have to land on like these non, uh, in like one of the things that, that Camus says is we need communities. So, and you've talked about the internet. Mm -hmm. So like, if you were able to develop communities that cared about these basic things and, could at least say, you know, before we go down this path of like say, an intervention in Ukraine, right? Yeah. So here's mm -hmm. another thing that's very real. Yeah. It will be happening in our name. Like, let's review. Like, yeah. this happens in our name. It's happening. I might as well be pulling the trigger 
if somebody else is pulling the trigger over there. Yeah. And I don't really know who's being served and who's not being served, but they're going to kill people one way or another, and we're going to be a part of it. And I'm, but I'm meant to, I'm meant to be made a fool for, for talking like this. Mm. Right. I'm meant to be like, you know what I mean? But they're, they make you a fool for not caring about the individuals on an individual level. It feels like it's one of those things. So when VR became a thing, one of the use cases that was talked about a lot was to use it to immerse people in somebody else's culture. And there was a guy who did a documentary of, um, I don't remember the country, but it was, uh, it was just devastated by decades of war. It was just rubble everywhere you looked. It was like a, it, a bomb, a, you know, a nuclear bomb hadn't gone off, but it was just like, everything was just rubble. And there are these kids with like no shoes on, just like walking around hungry, you know, and, and you put on the, the head and you feel the thing about VR is it makes you feel like you're there. You forget where you are. It, it transports your mind. And, and his claim was that it would be a very useful tool for fundraising and, you know, for charities to put people immersed, to feel like they're there. Oh, I, and how, feel it. Yes. You know, so because on the one hand, I think the Internet has caused a major problem because you get these, you know, anonymous keyboard warriors spouting off about whatever they feel like with zero consequences. That's not good. Um, but at the same time, having access to a platform where the, the, the globe can actually have a conversation, I think, is super interesting and important, potentially. Easy. Sorry, I'm throwing, throwing ice cubes around. Trust me. <laughs> so. My, so. My uterus just dropped out. <laughs> Yuck. Ugh, that just reminded me that I know what the word prolapse means. So. <laughs> Again, reasons why the internet should maybe never exist. Yeah, don't Google that. So, I, you know, I wonder if if we're like in the kind of infancy of the internet, that maybe in the future there would be more of a that that uh, visceral gut sense of right and wrong when something's just jammed in your face, like that you could so easily transport yourself to like some situation, like like the the front lines of Ukraine, and and like see the look on people's faces like you can look around well, i think that would change uh, public sentiment yeah pretty quick uh, so like uh from in the 2000 to 2010 period two wars tax cut no conscription so wars in in the past and i could be completely wrong about this but i think that it would be inconceivable to have had a war on that scale without tax increases to pay for it like right. Let's review like you are you're running a country for X amount of dollars. Then you engage in a war that costs X Y amount of dollars. Your budget should now be X plus Y. Instead, there's a tax cut like this is where even like you're talking about VR where people can see the front lines. But mm. we're insulating people as much as you possibly could. Like, let's have this war to the point where nobody feels it in any way, shape or form at home. Yeah. It's, it's going to be don't Over show us there. the bodies coming home. Don't tax us for it. Don't don't make us uh, have um, uh, what's conscription. Um, I draft. don't have a draft, and like yeah, those no are things. Like a draft is horrible. Tax increases are hard, but it's a bar you should have to clear if you're going to go and kill people. Yeah. Right. Like, mm -hmm. no, but like you're you're saying <laughs> you're you're having a bar even higher. Like 
embedded media are problematic. They get co-opted by the military and they show certain pictures or they show pictures that don't don't actually get broadly oh, like communicated. Propaganda. Right. But but like if you had if people could see what was going on, mm-hmm. um, that's a, a totally different ball game. You can't look away from uh, well, I mean, you could just not have VR like 99.9% of the population, but like that would force people to reckon with these abstractions. Mm. But I, I don't know if we're getting at, at the heart of some of this stuff. Let me, let me read to you a little bit from what he was saying at the end of his speech, which I, I think is going to be not helpful, honestly, mm-hmm. but one was like, so what do you do? And one was, um, it said, um, what woman, what must we do in the face of a crisis torn world? And again, like this sounds, I just want to emphasize, like this all sounds like, like high minded talk where you could just like walk away and forget about it. But like, this is right after world, like world war two, right after invasion. And this is just being repeated constantly. So it is, it is very real, even though it, it feels like it's not, but he says, you know, calling things by their name and understand that we kill millions of people each time we agree to think certain thoughts you don't think badly because you think you are a murderer. You're a murderer because you think badly. And I think that this is getting into like how we dissociate. Um, hence, you can be a murderer without ever having killed. And this is why we are all more or less murderers. The first thing to do is simply reject in thought any action or acquiescent or fatalistic way of thinking, which is what we were struggling with right here. Like you can't even say killing is wrong. Right. You can't even let the words come out of your mouth. Why? Because you will you be mocked or will you yourself come up with your own exceptions? But like, do you feel like clear, you can't even I say, would say that? But I know that that wouldn't be a, that would not be oh, shit. Even as I say that, you know, you, you get into the no, it's wrong. It is wrong. Even in the defense situation, even in a defense situation, it's like the worst possible outcome. That's not to say I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't think right. like I was justified or a good person for doing it. Like, right. And I, I don't think that he would say nobody should ever do it either. But like, I think the the scale is tipped way in the other end where all you have to look is on Reddit for 10 seconds to, to hear that, you know, people would love for any number of people to. I would want to be I, if somebody raped one of the kids, I would want I would expect that I would want to kill them. But I would ex, I would also hope that other minds would prevail. And, you know, I, yeah, I, it's not the best. Po- I, I have a really hard time with this. I would kind of want them to just be dead. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would do in this scenario. And hopefully I never have to find out. But a lot of people don't go kill the person. Most you know people I mean? don't. Mo- most people don't go kill the person. And it like sitting here with my like cushy intellectual, not actually facing the situation viewpoint. I don't think it's right. Like vengeance. Vengeance to me is a huge part of the problem like the eye for an eye thing is it's simultaneously seems blatantly obvious that it should be true on on the one hand it's like very like logically it's like well you punch me i'm gonna punch you but but that is the shortest possible term thinking it also fails to recognize what i think it fails to recognize like how what our what our our potential is and how like what the conditions are that drive people in, in certain situations. And here I'm, I'm not wanting to necessarily be lumped in with the most, you know, fuzzy headed, you know, left leaning Democrat apologizing for their circumstances and no, having people having no responsibility for their actions. But I think 
No, I just don't think killing them is the is the right response. They should have consequences, but that's not necessarily killing them. Right, and I I'm kind of not clear on free will, mm. and I'm also not clear on I don't know. There's just a, a lot to unpack there, but I'm not going to deny that like I'm fully mobbed out. Like when it comes to like if somebody <laughs> did that for me, I would be like I would just I would have all the feelings to want to kill the person, but mm. like um yeah, I mean I I've certainly had situations in my life where I was wronged and felt justified in a vigilante kind of response. And it's it's like all the cliches just are so true. Like, uh, I can't think of one now, but like, you know, if you, uh, what, if you kill someone in, uh, if you kill someone in anger, you've killed two people. You know what I mean? It's like, and like, like eye for an eye on the one hand and then t turn the other cheek is brilliant. Like that's the solution. Can you live up to that? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm no fan of the Catholic Church, but that, but there's a couple of things that are attributed to Jesus that are like really good. Like in a, it, in it a is longer hard though. Term. Like, say you were living, like imagine a village, and like, so it's not like a society so large we can't even fathom it, and it's not just like you know a household, mm. but it's like a village, like it's big enough, mm -hmm. and like if you. I can't imagine turning the other cheek to the point where just so many people are devastated by what, what's happening. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it worked for Gandhi, right? I mean, um, I, I don't I, really know, but right. We know his name. So, uh, and that's, it's, but I guess the point is you don't have to kill the person to stop them from continuing to injure other people. Yeah. And you, but, to, or to like have them like, I'm not against like people. I'm, I'm super for people being accountable for their actions. Like, I think there's a giant lack of responsibility people taking responsibility or for, even just for their words. Um, so there should be consequences. I'm all about consequences. Like I was, you know, not to go off on a totally different tangent, but I was like, they should let the banks fail. Like, like, and just let's do it. Let's do this. Let's go through it. You know, yeah, they should let the really airlines deeply, fail. And then deeply, there's like, like when we talk about like failure of, of our political parties, like this is one that is like another deeply inconsistent value within the democratic party that makes me so angry. Yeah. So it's like, wait, are we big? Whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. It's like, it's a different topic. All right. But so hang on. So the, I'm just going to run, I'm going to tally these off and then maybe we'll just circle back to the initial question, because I think if we could get back to the initial question, this I think might become more interesting because there's just so many things we're touching so on here, threads, but I don't yeah. think it's adding up to anything. Right. But the, the second one was to unburden the world of terror that reigns today and prevent and pre terror prevents clear thought. So this to me, again, is like pie in the sky. How could you ever do it? But it's true. Like terror is all about scaring people into behavior. Fear is the mind um, killer. Right. Totally. Put your hand in the box. <laughs> um, let's see. The third one was to put politics in its true place uh, as a secondary one where we furnish the world with a political or we do not furnish the world with a political or moral gospel or catechism. Um, okay. the role of politics is to keep things in order, not to regulate our inner problems. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, that's not each of us. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, the fourth one was to, um, I don't understand the fourth one. And then the fifth one is <laughs> try harder. Uh, Camus. Right. The fourth, well, I'll read the, the fourth thing to be done is to seek out and to create the very foundation of our negativity, to seek out positive values that will reconcile negative thought with the potential for positive action. Hmm. Okay. Yes. The Name fifth, your fear. Yes. 
Yeah, like maybe that's that. the, what we've started the conversation with, which is what are you aiming for? Or, yeah, but it's the flip side. What are you afraid of? And then what, like, what would you need to change to change that? I think that's and my then, interpretation. And then this last one is, is a, a much longer description, but just to read this piece of it is like, for only the shared consciousness of men and women can realize an ambition, this ambition, the value sustaining this shared consciousness must be rediscovered. So here's a shared consciousness across humanity. It is not tied up in abstractions, uh, but that should be the foundation. Only then can we discover our reasons for living and our reasons for dying. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, look at a, at a high level. So the shared consciousness thing, like the only thing we have that remotely resembles that is the internet. Like it's a, it's a neural network that, but apart, but prior to that, we're all different, but we're all the same. Like there's a, there's a component that we assume is true across all of us that we have something resembling an inner monologue. We have something resembling language in our minds that, you know, that we have something resembling, you know, this two-parter where we're decaying lumps of feces that will, you know, go the way of the dodo. And then the other part where we can imagine the infinite and perfection and abstraction and all these types of things. That's very common across all 8 billion of us in some way, shape or form. I mean, I was astounded to find out some people don't have an inner monologue. I was like, well, give me that pill. What? Like, I would love, <laughs> let me escape this. That's true. Um, so I think that's pre-internet. Like, that's something that I could look at you and be like, you know, we have something in common always, even... And, I, and I, you hear about this in, in, in accounts of war, where two people show up on the battlefield, they're supposed to hate each other, but... Here, here we are recognizing our common humanity. What? Why are we killing each other? We don't even know that yeah. that type of thing. That's like, like the Star the Star Trek episode where like the the wars are all virtual. It's like a, a video game, and then if you lose, you have to show up to the 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 gas chamber. Like, oh, I guess we lost, but at least the city wasn't bombed. So oh, like, that's hilarious. Oh, you don't you didn't see that one? Yeah, I don't it's, remember it, but I love the fact that what's saved in that is property. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right <laughs> the people still die yeah. but let's thank god we saved the infrastructure yeah so jesus christ yeah it's that show was good that original star trek was was like hectic so here's okay check this out because this is again pollyanna right if humans just could agree we don't kill each other like we do not kill people you do not kill someone period then it would be fine and if you do i will fucking kill you but that's the thing. If everyone adhered to it, it w like it sounds impossible because immediately like an entire society would be slaughtered by someone who didn't agree with it. But if everyone agreed to it, it wouldn't be a problem. It's interesting that what that would actually change because you wouldn't be able to backdoor in your shitty agenda. Um, and apparently killing is important for moving shitty agendas, shitty tribal agendas, right? Like yeah. it's been the mode of operation for the recorded history that you have to murder people so that your tribe gets a leg up. And if, if that was taken off the table, like, so here's, here comes like, give me a star Trek on this one. Like you can't, you literally can't kill people. They can only die. Like there's your, your sci-fi premise. Has anyone written this story? I would love to know. No, I've been like, looking for a premise. This is a good one. You can only die of, of, of old age. Yeah. Or of right. natural causes. You can't be killed. Right. And, you know, and there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of sci-fi that I've, I'm familiar with that where people are essentially immortal, but they're not. So like, like you can store your consciousness on a hard drive. So it's really hard. There's one called altered carbon where you can real death someone, RD someone. If the only way you can RD someone, cause you can just jump to new bodies 
um, new sleeves, they call them. And it's like, if you real death someone, it means that you, you went way out of your way to, to delete their hard drive, like way out of your way. You had to really try. So I saw the first couple episodes of that. I love the sleeve thing. Yeah, it was, a. I, I wish they had called it a different name, but okay, that's what they called it. So it was wild. And then like, where do you get the sleeve from? Well, those are criminals. So that's a different, so they're not using well, their body in, now because their brain's in jail. In Camus wrap up, he, he says um, that he, he's seeking a worldwide abolition of capital punishment. So this is interesting. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. You know, send them, send, you know, banish them, punish them, keep them in jail. I can't get behind. I'm like, I'm, I'm anti capital punishment. So like it's whoever too, wants to it, blame me for that can, but it's too self-serving. It's you know, just it, it's so too... obviously the wrong. It's like, that's eye for an eye, eye for an eye. And someone would say to me, Ooh, what if it was Maggie? It's like, I'm still, I don't want to be the person that kills someone. Plus not sometimes Maggie doesn't better. put her stuff away and she deserves it. She's asking for it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, and the eye for an eye thing is part of it. But I also feel like like what murder is a technical solution to a social problem. Well, dude, you're like, you're totally yeah, you're totally tapping into like a huge crypto argument. Not that I'm a I, I'm like fascinated by crypto. I'm not like a crypto bro or anything. But why aren't but, they calling it crypt bro? Just bros, like crypt, it's all bros. A crypt bro, crypto bro, crypt 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 bro. I don't know. That's getting weird. Crypt bro, it doesn't work. The, the big thing, the big their big thing is like especially the Bitcoiners who want to replace fiat currency as opposed to creating yet another system that just works differently, which is a little maybe more realistic. The Bitcoin maxis are like fiat is violence. Like the only reason. I don't know what you mean by fiat and fiat, fiat currency. Is the American dollars. It's like, it's like dollars backed by an army. So, well, they, I don't well, get that. It used to be, well, um, I get the gold standard shift to, to yeah. like, Oh my right. God, I'm on a tightrope now. I don't know why we're not all falling off this tightrope of fake value. Right. But well, all value is uh, fake. I, I mean, gold is worth something how it's because people by, believe it. I don't understand. I don't make the leap from faith in the dollar to violence supporting the dollar. I'm not saying I I'm ready to either. make the leap. I'm ready to be weird with you because everything's backed by violence in my view. But like, I'd love to <laughs> understand the leap. Well, so I don't know if I can do a good job explaining it, but that's the argument. It's like it's like people so the argument kind of goes like this like um oh it uses so much energy to um mine bitcoin that's hideous you know it's like uh it's like uh, destroying the environment and the carbon footprint of bitcoin mining is bigger than the whole country of venezuela or whatever and the, the bitcoin maxis will turn around which I, I don't know if that's a denigrating term or not but people who are really into bitcoin are like well how much energy does it take to maintain a standing army you don't need a standing army with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's a defense system. And it's like, and, and there's some pretty compelling um, arguments to support that. They're, they they all conveniently skip over the like, yeah, but how do we transition from one to the other without blowing up the universe? But, so what is the, what is the, um, talk, break out the, like the, the uh, decentral, break out the, like the, I don't know what the functional characteristic is of Bitcoin that makes it appealing to you. Like, what are the, Nothing. You, I, I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I'm just saying that like, that's the argument. So uh, me, I'll do a little research and we can talk about it next time because it ties into the violence thing ties into this. But if you imagine a situation where, where 
that I think a lot of these people do, where we are increasingly, our property is increasingly in the virtual world and not in the physical world. You know, you always, you know, you're always going to need to eat a sandwich in the physical world or like, you know, get under a roof to get out of the rain in the physical world. But if, if a, a increase, let's just say an increasing percentage of our property is virtual, which right now all of, all of your money and all of my money is virtual unless you've got dollar bills stuffed in a mattress. So it's all virtual already. So if that's increasing, then, and it's secured with a blockchain style network, which is essentially unhackable. And we could argue about whether that will always be true. But if, if that's the case, then there's no, you can't, it's not like, it's not like stealing is bad. So we'll create rules to prevent you from stealing or like, like spying on people is bad. So we will prevent rules that uh, we will create rules that, that disincentivize a male carrier from reading my private letters. It's like impossible. So you don't need in theory, the argument goes, you don't need um, people to protect your property. You don't the security need security becomes an entirely different concern at yeah, that point. There's, it, the security is completely mathematical. So mm. it doesn't matter if you don't need an army or a police force to protect your Bitcoin. You don't. It's just impossible. It's virtually impossible or improbable to, you know, to, to hack a blockchain and get somebody, steal somebody's money. It's like, so the argument is kind of like, I'm doing a bad job articulating it, but I'll, I'll get better at it. But the idea is that um, the, thing that they, the thing that they argue about is that the, the way that fiat currency works is not backed by gold. It never was backed by gold, really, technically. I mean, I guess you could say it was in, a te- in one sense, but it's really backed by an army. And the, your property and the laws that make it your house and not somebody else's house is backed by police. Like someone could steal it someone could That's, take yeah, it th- that yeah. that lands with me i get that yeah so it's backed by violence and so th- there are a lot of the crypto people in a way it doesn't i don't think it comes across i've never heard anyone say it like this but they're very anti-violence they usually say oh we're like anti-government or anti-centralization or whatever but really they're anti-violence which would be a much better way to frame it but i've never heard any of them say it like that anyway that'd be a good thing to talk about next time how the because the the it is kind of like the last, um, okay. So I guess to pull it back to your, to this talk, is there a, seems so inconceivable, but Hey, maybe it's the, maybe that's the, the city on the hill or the, the thing that people, it's super tangible, super tangible, but very high level or high minded is we don't kill people period. We don't kill. People. Right. That's the that's most compelling one. thing that I think we've come to in the, in this, like, I just can't conceive of what the domino effect would be of that type of a declaration mm. where, yeah, like Putin, be I like, mean, okay, good. Don't. I, I just, I, I can't <laughs> even imagine a world where, yeah. Mm. And why don't we do that? We don't do that because of, then you fill in your blank with your inalienable oh my God. notion about human dignity. And this, a lot actually, flows sorry, sorry. from that. Yeah. Right. Like if I mean, you said, it, if you said, Hey, everybody, let's start a movement. Humans don't kill humans. We don't kill people anymore, period. And right. now you come to me and you explain to me why that won't work. Right. Tell me what you're going to need to kill people for. Yeah. You tell me why you need to kill people still. There needs to be a higher bar. And like, and then you'll, there's all kinds of fringe stuff that would be fun to get into. Like what qualifies as human would be an interesting one. And then. What qualifies as killing? Like if I walk by the pond while someone's drowning in it, did, did I kill that person when I could have saved them? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of 
interesting things on the fringe that you could get distracted with. But at the core of it, if you took away uh, killing people, that would really be interesting. So if I'm an arbiter in in abstractions as a means to an end for acquisition of power, mm -hmm. now to be able to bring people along, I want to maintain power. I've created this abstraction to get people on board, to make everybody do things to justify everybody's actions towards this end, because it will keep me in power, whether it's a right. republic, a democracy, a monarchy, whatever. Yeah. Um, now I'm still subject to those. Um, I'm still subject to that manipulation, but the cost of it is different. And now you have to like buy people off for their participation. You could probably still find ways to uh, transgress their human dignity without killing them. Right. You could imprison yeah, yeah. them. You could, give them you could do what we do in america right marginalize now which is to, them, you could marginalize people you could redline you could yeah. you know make it impossible for them to bootstrap and tell them that bootstrapping is the the only respectable way to live <laughs> like it's happening now right yeah, without yeah, yeah. killing people so i guess you get all of this but at least you would still at least you would eliminate a certain part of it so i guess i would say we don't actively not only you're not allowed to murder but if it's within your power to save somebody it that is required and so right. like like isn't isn't it I, i've been told by emts that that like if they see an accident they have to stop and if it i'm was, very nervous about what i just said because i'm not really sure i stand behind it or like maybe the infrastructure is not in place to actually do it but like think about all the things that you you would do on a day-to-day day-to-day -day that would be different if you were going to be held accountable for not saving somebody that was in your power to save you're going farther that, than i even think you need to but I, like but but the reason why i'm going there is because i felt like the don't kill anybody became wildly insufficient as i instantly realized that we're already fucking people every moment of every day and not killing them agreed i totally agreed i see exactly what you're saying it's like but could we start with <laughs> I'm not going to physically kill anybody if, if right. And then stay away from like, cause the thing I like about it is that it, it, it sort of ticks your two boxes that it's extremely high level, but it's not abstract at all. It's there's, but what happens, there's fringy so, stuff. There's fringy stuff. Yes. But there's yeah. stuff there's 90% of it is not fringy. 90% of it is like you get invaded, but th those people are bad then because they're not, allowed. Well, they're not allowed to kill. Right. But they can still invade. All right. Let them invade. But who's going to... Yeah. And we invade. can fight back, but we can't kill them. Right? Right. So it's like... Right, it's that one little thing. It's like, okay, tell me why you have to kill people. Tell me again why you have to... Well, because people might want to kill me. But if what if they didn't? Now you're the aggressor. What, like, you're the problem. Well, if you're, but, but like, you're not a man. Like, you need to be standing up and fighting for you and yours. You know? Like, right? So right. they've come in... But, but you would fight them for, you would uh, guarantee, like, you're, you just got invaded by Mexico. They're invading this country, and they're not killing anybody, and they're not going to kill anybody. But you're going to kill them, and tell me again the reason. Go ahead, tell me. Why are you going to kill them? No. Uh, are, are they taking your, your property? Are they kick taking, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's compelling. This deserves, out, right? this deserves another conversation, because I think this, this is the thing that would be... Playing this out a little bit more would be interesting because mm. I, I don't know if I'm I'm excited, obviously, but I don't mm. know that I'm fully behind it yet because the murder is not the only violence that's ex ex extended to individuals. Oh, I 100% agree.
but if you can't agree not to kill people as a starting point, it's like we don't have to, you know, like, I I, th I think it gets like, the thing about it is it's so clear. It doesn't, it's like, I know all the other stuff, like systemic racism and all all the things, all, all the social justice things. I'm less worried about those things, John, than I am about the, the if you were to try and sell this to people, like the thing that you're that we would fail at immediately is that we haven't thought through the next few steps after you got invaded or the next few steps after they're taking your home or the next yes. few steps after you're now living in a mud hole because somebody so, else came in yeah, yeah, and yeah. did that. But, but this this is already there there's pre um not preconditions prior art no that's also not it. But I mean conscientious objectors were basically this so this wouldn't be a state-level decision. The United States government wouldn't say, we don't kill people anymore. This would be a grassroots, ground-up thing where right. it, would be, it wouldn't have to be a religion, but it would be religion-like where a group of people across the planet... <gasps> oh, my God! I, I just tied this in with, with uh, your, <laughs> your fucking Bitcurrency, Bitcoin thing. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Mexico invades... They can't take my shit because it's Bitcoined. Yeah, What's exactly. Up? How are you going to take still, it? I still have all my resources. Yeah, exactly. I don't, oh, my God. Yeah, they might kick Sorry. you out of your house or whatever, but you're rich. Right. Yeah. Now, if I don't have money in the first place, then when Mexico comes in, it's like, you know, what's that Who song? You know, say hi to the, the new, new boss. boss. Same yeah. as the old boss. boss. You know, it, it's like, I guess that would be the thing is like, what what would you want to kill for if somebody was doing something to you taking mm. taking your things yeah yeah sometimes sometimes it's not about taking your things it's like you know communism versus freedom in vietnam or it's uh you know we have to fight for i mean what super were we abstract. fighting for super yeah, abstract <laughs> what was the justification for the war in iraq again we wanted their oil Afghanistan, I, I get, like, you're harboring a criminal, so we're going to have to bomb you for 20 years? Oh, wait, I don't get that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Like, if you, like, the transition period is the hard part. That's what we should talk about. How do you transition to that? But if you did transition to it, all the reasons that you want to kill someone would go away. Because they're all about someone killing you or your family or someone you love. So, so it's you, like, st you start your no-kill clubs. Yeah, right. If we can do it for dogs, why can't we do it for humans? There's slight precedence for this. I don't know if you ever saw these around your neighborhood where, um, remember when the genocide of the month was a problem for some conscientious Americans who wanted to virtue signal or whatever, and know. they would have not on my watch posters, up, um, you know, political signs on their front lawn. I missed that one. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to actually denigrate them. Maybe they were doing awesome things for it. And it wasn't just virtue signaling. I don't mean to say everybody that cares about an issue is just virtue signaling, but like, they actually are Yeah, <laughs> kidding anyway. Yeah. But what was the, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't, I missed this one. Oh, were, it was, it was just saying week. here's a genocide happening and, and I'm putting a poster in my yard. America so should do it. something about it. So I'm going to try and influence our political process to, have some boots on the ground to kill the people that are doing the killing. Right. Yeah. I and I, I get that, you know, like, well, we have to kill people because they're killers. It's like, yeah, but if everyone agreed to not kill everyone. So the real question isn't. You might need new solutions at that point, right? The, the new, the question becomes, how do we get there? Not whether or not it's a good idea. Right. So well, you, could, you said it, you said it, man, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a government. It no. would have to be the people coming up and saying, we're not going to be a party to any 
you know, uh, race towards an abstraction that, that dehumanizes my, me or the person that you are having me face off against. I'm not against conflict, but I'm not going to kill. Yep. And you could, I mean, you could theoretically, well, I, I feel like, I feel like it'd be super important to like, cause that's already a big enough lift. <laughs> it's like an impossible lift. And then like, and then after that, it feels like if, if we could have that one freaking thing that humans don't kill people, if you could just have that one thing, you could use that as a foundation to next go into torture and next go into marginalization and next go into, you know, whatever. But it feels like, it feels like something that's, it's like aspirational and concrete. It's super Cause tangible. Because it's, it's so funny because the moment it seems ridiculous is the moment you imagine someone in coming in and killing the pacifist, right? Yeah. And, but the, the trouble is you still need a human being to dehumanize me and kill me for being, you know what I mean? Like, so if you were truly able to transcend the, you know, national borders and, and have, you know, like, look, this is how we want to evolve over time is like, solve your conflicts. You're going to have conflicts. People are going to be horrible, mm. you know, but the thing is <laughs> horrible gets framed every time. It's justified. Yeah. Because somebody oh was trying God. to kill her, whatever. The, the, after the killing, it's to steal our stuff. Well, so especially first, when it went fully preemptive with Iraq. Do you remember that? It I, was like, I was in a bar. Wait, which Iraq? The um, the second invasion. Yes, yeah, I, I remember exactly it, where I was. It when, was a doctrine of preemption was that ridiculous. was like published by the White House. And I was like, this is like, this so, is cuckoo town. This is not what we do. It was insanity. It was insane. It was insane. And before Trump, I was like, W was my least favorite human being. And we're supposed like, to be strong enough to be able to take it. You know, we're supposed to be strong enough to be able to provide that, that moral authority. And yet we just don't do it. No, I was sitting in a bar in Atlanta when that happened. It must've been 2003. And I was screaming at the TV. I was like, and, and I, and I, I wasn't, I just, I didn't assume anything, but I looked around and I realized I was the only person who was like against it. And then day after day after day, they, they had like the news they had, it was like a, it was like the Super Bowl. They had these graphics flying around and like disgusting. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, it, the, the mob is a powerful thing. Mm. All right. We've got our grassroots movement. We've got a rallying cry. We've got a bumper sticker. Humans don't kill people. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, uh, there's probably these groups probably exist already. I don't know if they have the same aim, but and I think they might be, you know, you might have your conscientious objectors for war. You might have pacifists. Pacifists are different. You might have, I think it is different. It I is think different. this is particularly aiming at creating an apparatus, a grassroots apparatus through which people will conscientiously object to institutions, putting them in a position where they would take another life. Yeah. Because it's only humans that do it, right? Yeah. Right. Sorry, political leader, but you're going to have to find another solution. Yeah, figure, figure it out. And it would be, I mean, it would take 20 years. If it, even if it worked, it would take 20 years. Like our youngest kids would need to be like indoctrinated in this concept now. Like like nursery school age, like people don't kill people. Like, no, no. And it, and it would quickly, you'd have to very quickly go to the whatabouts. Yeah, you just know, what, no, what, right. What about like the, uh, you know, the other ways that we're, that, I mean, right now, violence can happen in a word in some people's mind, you know? That's why I like the clarity of kill. It's, you can't blur that word kill. like Actively murder. Yeah, you cannot blur that word. 
is no justification, no justification. And if you, if there's, and it's always, it's always person on person. Like it could be, it could be, it could be presented as, <laughs> it could be presented as, that's hot. Um, I would like to get George like a, Takai, we have to get George Takai involved in the next conversation. That would be, that would be life altering. I think he would, I think he would be up for it. He'd be a great spokesman. Oh my God, I would love to talk to that guy. Hey now. So anyway, yeah, I'm totally like, my food's going to be cold, but this was fun. Yeah. So nice next going. time we'll, we can either talk about crypto or we can talk about our new grassroots movement of, hey, can we just not kill each other so much? Let's do a two-parter. Let's let's talk about uh, implementation of the, the no-kill clubs mm-hmm. and see see what, if it stands up to, you know, 15 minutes of talk. And then I'd also like to see what it would mean to protect people's property through crypto mm. to... Yeah, kind of mit- is- mitigate other ways that violence would be perpetrated against individuals. Yeah. Like, how do you extend that to everybody? You know, I guess would be the thing. Right. Well, the, the, the rollout is pro- almost the bigger problem. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go eat my spicy rice. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Cool. Good talk to you. All right, man. Yeah. Later. See ya.